Today's episode is brought to you by our patrons over at Patreon. That's right. Thank you so much to Eric, McCoy, Marjorie, Sir Zeke Corrector, and Leslie. Yes, patreon.com slash animaniacast is where you can go to help support our show. And just for as little as a dollar a month, or you can go a little bit higher for four or ten dollars per month and get some great bonuses, such as creator's commentary with Tom Ruger and bonus audio for each week of the Animaniacast where we talk about, well, pretty much anything. It's all over at patreon.com slash Animaniacast. And thank you once again to our patrons. And welcome everybody to another episode of the Animaniacast. Now how am I going to buy your birthday present? I mean, how will Santa buy your birthday present? I'm afraid you're a few reindeer short of a sleigh, Pinky. And welcome everybody to the Animaniacast. This is the podcast that's dedicated to the animated series, Animaniacs, as well as other shows in the Rugerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky in the Brain, and Freakazoid. And here we talk about every episode in the series. We talk about all the cultural references and gags that we can find. And of course, we give every episode a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again are my co-hosts. There's my brother, Nathan. What's up, dog? <laughs> and across the country in Kelly, <laughs> across the country in Kelly, it's Georgia. Canada. No. In, Can- <laughs> in Canada. Uh, across the country in Georgia, it's Kelly. Hello. <laughs> I threw you off with my, uh, what's that, up, dog? <laughs> what's, I, I, I'm, I probably sound really enthused. I'm just tired. <laughs> Kelly's Kelly's had a a, a wonderful week of uh, sinus headaches and and pain and and steroid injections yep. and not I need fun. to move to a more humid climate. So definitely not Arizona for sure. Yeah, yeah. We have no humidity. Here. No zero humidity. I am my my skin is very dry today. I need to get <laughs> that <laughs> moisturizer. It's not fun. Um well Today, maybe this will maybe make you feel better? Question mark. We're talking about episode eight of the Animaniacs reboot today. Yeah, and that includes three segments: the Warners with Who Done Who Donut, the Masturian Candidate, and a new character set. New characters: Starbucks and Cindy. So, if you were to describe this episode in just a few words, what would you tell folks, Nathan? Um, we got new characters that are unlike any other characters we've ever seen before. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly, Kelly, what about you? Uh, it made me want to eat a donut. Oh, okay. Yeah, I would. I agree with that. I've I've gotten some good designer donuts myself. Maybe we'll just talk about that today instead of, instead of the first <laughs> That sounds segment. like a good idea. But uh, Nathan, why don't you tell us when this – well, we already know, of course, when this episode <laughs> premiered. We, we know it premiered on November 20th That's of right. 2020. So we have our segment now. This is our world-famous segment. Uh, and why is it world-famous? Because our show is listened to around the world. So therefore, people know about it and therefore it's famous. It's a world-famous this? segment. November 20th trivia – Nathan hit us with the November 20th trivia theme song. 11, 20, 20, 20. It's the day that the trivia takes place. 11, 20, 20, 20. It's the race that you go to race. <laughs> Yay. That was great. All right. Well, Nathan, what happened on November 20th? What's, what's our, um, I'm gonna give you- what's our 20th trivia today? These are some famous birthdays of 2020. Last year, I did last week, even I did uh, deaths. So this week, we're doing oh, birthdays yes. though, um, and some of these are somewhat thematic to this coming week that we're listeners will hear. So we got famous birthday. We have uh, Robert Kennedy, who um, was a brother to a president, and there's uh, some presidential things in this episode. We had 1942. We had Joe Biden. 
who is our 46th president. He was born on November 20th on uh, 1956. This is uh, Bo Derek, uh, the actress Bo Derek. Uh, 1971, the actor Joel McHale was oh. born on November 20th. So these are the four people I was like, I recognize those names. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are famous peoples. Yeah, all on I, November twentieth. I was knew? shocked, and 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 Joe Biden's getting inaugurated on the twentieth too. So this is all yeah. twenty. It's all connected. It's all. Uh, I was Gosh. I was surprised, happily surprised, that Bo Derek is still alive. Oh, for some reason, I thought Bo Derek had passed away. She's and not all that old, is she? She's not. I just fifty six. I just I think so I got her confused 64. with Farrah Fawcett or something. Oh yeah, because Farrah Fawcett did pass away some years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I. I don't know why I was just like watching TV and both me and my wife both went, she's alive still. I thought she died. <laughs> so <laughs> it's nice when that happens. <laughs> you see somebody, you're like, Oh, I thought you died. It's a good thing. I don't know her. Mr. Be- <laughs> Mr. Rogers wife passed away today. Oh, oh. My God. oh that's sad. Well, then, then see, we were all talking I'm about trying to do birthdays. Living. Sorry. We did death, death's last week. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> all right. Well, on that downer, let's go ahead <laughs> and talk about, Let's go ahead and get to today's episode. So our theme song variable verse was Illegal in Bahraini. Illegal in Bahraini. Is that true? Is that true? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> although it did make me We should have done about, some research. I, although, yeah. Although I, I, did, I assume Joey was going to do it. <laughs> I Yeah, I, I could have done it, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it is. I think it's, but who knows? I do think it's curious. Do we have I any mean, listeners in Bahrain? Ooh. I mean, well, we wouldn't if it's illegal. That's true. Ooh, they're they're but, fighting the power. Well, they can't legally say that they're listeners, but or whatever, you know. Yeah, if you're in Bahrain, <laughs> fight the power. Listen to the Animaniacast. <laughs> um, I will say that every now and then we get like a a YouTube copyright claim for playing a sound or a thing like that from an Animaniacs thing uh, on YouTube. And it's from very it's odd countries sometimes. It's like, your episode cannot be listened to anymore in Cuba, Syria, North Korea. And I'm like, what this? Like, I think it happened with um, King Yakko. <laughs> it's just like, wow, those countries really don't like King Yakko. So wow, it, it makes me kind of scratch my head. Like, I wonder if like uh, if Animaniacs, especially in certain countries where the, they have a regime powers that don't like you making fun of uh you know you know power head figures like maybe they're they're very anti-animaniacs perhaps i don't know but maybe it is illegal in bahrain i don't know i'm well, looking i'm googled it but it's it's a question that many people have and <laughs> nobody knows <laughs> we should contact the bahrain uh, government yeah Go, excuse me we'd like to watch animaniacs in your country can we do that um <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and talk about our first segment featuring the Warners, and this is called Who Donut. And Who Donut uh, was written by Greg White and Jess Lacker and Andrew Barbo, and it was directed by Katie Rice. And uh, Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Who Donut? Oh, goodness gracious, a crime is afoot. Wacko has. Missing donuts. Someone has eaten Wacko's donuts. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, of course, the first suspects are Dot and Yakko, because they were in the room when it happened, as Hamilton would say. <laughs> I guess uh, more like Aaron Burr would say. Uh, yeah. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> but they couldn't have done it because they were on a blind date with two bats. So instead, they find an ant, uh, which has a, a crumb. So they decide to follow the ant. And, uh, you know, when you know, it walks right by Ralph, who eats the crumb, takes it from the ant. So they think maybe Ralph ate the donuts. But no, Ralph is uh, just a a patsy. He doesn't know anything. He says, follow the money. Well, if you didn't do it, then who did? Uh, Follow the money. Don't get smart with me. I couldn't if I wanted to. (laughs) Poor Ralph. He's just a patsy. That's right. So they uh, drop them out of the building. They're somehow in the sky for some reason and they're falling and uh, they give it, they give Ralph an anvil instead of a parachute. 
because that's comedy. And then uh, they go to the top because they, they think it must be the CEO. So they go to Nora Rita Norita and they ask her, hey, we know you. We know you took those donuts. We just want to know how high it goes. And they're like, hey, she's she's laughing maniacally. The only question is, how high does this thing go? One moment, please. <laughs> <laughs> you think <laughs> I would risk my chance to make it to the singularity by eating refined sugar? <laughs> so they Which, that doesn't up. make any sense, quite frankly. So they may have the, they have a deal where know. you can't put your brain into a computer if you eat sugar. I, or maybe eating sugar hurts your brain, so you can't. It put might your brain be uh, into some some other like spiritual. She's also macro dosing all the time. Remember, and <laughs> yeah, that's true. Which may or may not be a drug reference, according to Nathan. It could I, be a diet thing, I suppose. I think it's a diet thing. I still think that's her. That's well, I mean, that's the quirk that this, this wanna, CEO has is that she's obsessed with with health fit, and health and fitness. Fitness, yeah. Meh. She did pull out some hair. I thought maybe she would do a. Dr. Scratch and Sniff thing by the end of this. He bald by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> that Maybe. would be interesting. It could happen. Uh, <laughs> well, then they, you know, they decided to go back to square one or back to the beginning, which uh, is not the theme song, which you might think. Instead, they go back to the donut shop and they ask the woman if someone's tried to re- sell some donuts or whatever, which of course not. So then they... You know, they give up. Uh, Wacko ends up buying like three dozen donuts. He's eating a bunch of them. He has a sugar crash and passes out unconscious. And while he's unconscious, wouldn't you know it, he sleep eats more donuts. And Wacko and and uh, Yakko and Dot are like, what do we do now? So they go on a date with the bats again. And that's how the episode ends. Yeah, they go on a blind I, that blind date with bats. I, I didn't quite understand that concept. Well, it's because bats are blind. Yeah, they're blind as a bat. But are they going on blind bats? Blind? Da- I mean, I guess it's a blind date because bats are supposed to be blind as a bat. And even if it's not a, they're just going on a double date. Is that yeah. essentially what it is? But they're calling yeah. It a so blind date? dots dating one of the yeah, bats dot, and Yakko's dating see, the other. It bat. didn't feel like that. It felt like the two bats were a couple. And yeah, the joke that I didn't like that joke. <laughs> and also, what I didn't like at the end when Dot tries to pour her tea. It's when she faces it not upside down that it starts pouring out. Like, because they're, okay, big twist. They're upside down the whole time. Yes. But the the pot already is upside down, basically. And then she pours it upright, and then the tea starts coming out and pours on her face. And I was like, what? Is, this doesn't make any sense. I had to watch and- that. If, I had to watch that. <laughs> I think I think it works. I think I had to watch it, too. I watched. Yeah, <laughs> no, I rewatched that little pouring part and it kind of made sense the way that if you're up it, it, that it, it went and fell out onto her face. It kind of did, but it also didn't. It kind of again because well, it went out. It was it was what? if as if I were holding it upside down and I decided to pour it this way. Like pour it upwards above me, and then it started coming down on my face, which makes sense if it come but down she, on my face. But she poured her. Head, you have to rewatch it. I I'll think it, it. I think, I think it, it's bad. I think it works, but yeah. It, again, I, I I hear you, Nathan, because again, I had to rewatch it because it didn't look right to me though. At the same point, like I'm the, like that doesn't make any sense. What's going on? With, the physics of that didn't make sense <laughs> to me when I rewatched it. I said, I, okay, I think it kind of makes sense for cartoon physics, uh, but it still was kind of. Uh, annoying. Well, <laughs> let's talk about uh, some of the the cultural references. I don't think really in the wiki on this. I don't think they really have many of the references in this, do they? All they had was the first reference. Here was the who donut was a reference to who done it. And then I so wrote these other this ones. is this is God, guys. I know there's a lot of wiki editors that listen to uh, the show. We got to get this page <laughs> fixed. There's a lot of stuff in here. Or at least there's a few. Um, let's talk le- more than one thing, yeah, more than one thing that happened. <laughs> so let's talk about the cultural references. I guess the main thing is when dot goes through this kind of like, she names a bunch of stuff, uh, when yeah. she's talking to Ralph. So she says, follow the money. Uh, that's a reference to the movie. Well, that was Ralph says, follow the money, follow the money. Okay. So you got to follow the money. That's a reference to all the president's men. Uh, and, with you know, hey, very timely dealing with Watergate and you know possible impeachments and things like that. 
But uh, then she mentions Kaiser Sose, which that's from um, which movie is that for? That's uh, that's the. Uh, Oh, it's not usual, uh, the, the usual, usual suspects. suspects, you know, usual it's suspects. the usual ones. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chinatown that, you know, forget it. This is Chinatown. That's I, I watched to... the end of that movie. So now I've got spoiled. <laughs> forget it. Cause I was like, I've never seen this. I want to see what this is. And I was like, now I know how the movie ends. <laughs> forget it, Nathan. It's Chinatown. <laughs> the last line of Chinatown. Yeah. And, uh, uh, red pill, blue pill from the matrix. You know, so that, that, that's, those are some references. Uh, Wacko does a chumba wumba thing. He takes a maple bite. He takes a squidding bite. He takes a toasted bite. He takes all his bites. With he takes the whiskey drink. He takes, you know, that, that whole thing. Soundtrack yeah. of my life. <laughs> I do remember when our, when that song came out, our brother Nick bought the single for that. And oh, it, no. And it that song played on repeat in our house for like a week. Yeah. I think there was one day he like snuck out of the house and had it on like really loud. And we were like trying to knock on the door to tell him to turn it down. But he wasn't even home. Oh, no. <laughs> he had, like climbed out the window or something. <laughs> and he wanted to make it look like he was still there. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Oh, so he thought this will make it this will make people think I'm here. I'm listening to Chumbawamba <laughs> for three hours straight. I don't know. If it worked Nicholas. for a little while. So, Nick, <laughs> so disappointed in you. Uh, so anyway, uh, let's, <laughs> uh, that's, you know, that's, I think that's pretty much it for the, the, the references. Uh, what were some things that you guys thought were uh, funny or amusing in this one? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. Oh, I, um, I thought the, the different donut flavors were kind of interesting. You know, like maple. What did you say? Maple bacon or something? I don't even remember. Which what I think it was. that's a real one, actually. But he, I, they, they were mentioning some other weird ones. Just, let's put. Let's just put. It sounded exotic and weird. Squid ink was one yes, of those. Yeah. Which I would try. I wouldn't. <laughs> and I've tried. I've tried ink pasta before. I think recently. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It was black pasta. It was weird. How did um, it taste? Uh, just like pasta, <laughs> but oh. it looked weird. Uh. <laughs> Maple bacon, tarragon fried chicken caramel, goat cheese, and just a soup salt of mustache cream. Oh no, wacko! Were these designer donuts? Oh, I'm just I'm rewatching that last scene of the thing, and it's still the physics do not work at all. You lied to me, Joey. Okay, whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> so the physics on the tea pouring does not work. Um, <laughs> But uh, this is also the episode where we get the pun gun, too. Remember this whole thing? And this has kind of made some people a little upset because they kind of see Wacko, or sorry, Yakko, not as a, a pun kind of person, but more of a, he is a little bit more wit than than the the puns. What did you guys think of the puns and Dot just really just going after him? And in fact, yeah, it kills him. Kills him and shoots his ghost, too, which is really... <laughs> And then she yeah. makes the pun ishment. Yeah. <laughs> what do you, did you guys think that was funny, or did you think it was uh, a little weird? I, I was I wasn't a fan of it, but weird. Like, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, I didn't it, like enjoy seeing Yakko's like eye bulge out and his bone sticking out of his ear. I, I did think it was like, funny that he 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 kept going though and yeah I guess you know, and and playing on the word ant. Um I mean, you know, he he was committed to the to the gag. <laughs> That's true. Uh I I did think it was a different type of humor than Yakko than we're used to. Uh not the da- he's not a dad joke kind of person, I don't think. Um and Dot certainly isn't the type of person that physically, at least traditionally uh, goes after people with violence, especially her brothers. But this is in the new show. I mean, Wacko also to participated, say- too. He also shot a pun gun at Yakko to start off with. Okay. So I, it wasn't just Dot. And I was about to say, oh, this uh, one thing, I <laughs> when I was thinking back to this episode, I thought, oh, at least this episode didn't have any gross stuff in it. But then I forgot, oh, yeah, he had a bone sticking out of his ear. Oh, <laughs> like- and Ralph's mouth. That's oh true. yeah, you go inside his mouth, inside and... of his mouth. So there is some gross stuff in this. So they don't back down from that. And of course, there's more. You know, the the constant self reference to the show of uh, like with this one, talk about how predictable 
this ending was, uh, with Wacko being the one who ate the donuts. Um, again, I'm kind of just over that <laughs> at this point. Yeah. With, I'm like, uh, with that stuff, I, I, it, it's, it really kind of felt like, again, it felt like, why bring up the point that this is predictable or like, it's okay that it's predictable because we know it's predictable. Again, that. And it, it seems like they didn't know how to end the episode is how I felt when they just are back at di- dinner with the bats, which. Yeah. Let's just do that again. Let's just yeah, do that cutaway like, again. That felt like, kind of family we, guy-ish, didn't it? Like the whole. Yeah. That like, cut o- that bat joke felt like a family guy joke and the, them talking at the same time, I feel like was a family guy joke. Wasn't it? And they're like, that's what I was going to say. Wait, root beer. Uh, lamppost. My favorite color is, you know. Yeah, that mm, maybe. Is that a is that a family? Like I know I've seen it on a cartoon. Wacko ate his own donuts. Uh, that is so predictable. That's what I was gonna say. It was Beef Wellington, Belgium. My favorite color is lamppost. Whoa. And I was trying to think if it was Family Guy or not. I thought it was amusing, but I, I yeah, it's funny. I'm not saying it's not funny, but um, I I know I've seen it before. Which I mean, everything's from like Simpsons. I'm sure did it because like yeah, you know Simpsons exactly. Did, there's there's certain things so. on Family Guy that I've seen the Simpsons do, or vice versa, and yeah, it, so it doesn't necessarily mean that they're copying. They just you know minds think alike sometimes. And but yeah, when you have a creator of Family Guy, and I go, you're like, bound to think like <laughs> this is that. That's I'm like, the did connection. they? Did you? Did you take it like I've heard? Like it's not yeah. even stealing because it's like your own thing. I don't know. Listen up, everybody! It's time for spring cleaning. Spring, spring cleaning, cleaning. Oh, not again. That, that was weird. Boy, that was weird too. If we all pitch in, we'll be done in no time. Mom, I can't clean. I got stuff to do. Sweetheart, we all know you don't have any stuff to do. Now, I don't want to hear any more excuses from anyone. Ah, oh, crap. We, we did, did it again. again. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ooh. I will say that I did like the Animaniacs playing cards that Dot kept giving. Uh, I was like, oh, those are cute. I want those. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see some more Animaniacs merchandise like that that would be cool i would yeah yeah they should i mean i I don't really i haven't really seen much at all you would think with the reboot zero i mean yes there's the pandemic but still you'd think there'd be something i'm sure there will be next summer or by season two we'll start to see stuff right now we were having this talk before recording about how there's in hot topic there's just nothing but bad shirts and stuff that are just like print to order and very for the majority of them it's just clip art you know so that's not yeah i i wouldn't buy them um but you know that's uh that's about all the stuff i had i other than the last note i had when i was writing it was we just had a mystery episode. Why are we two in a row? <laughs> Another one. <laughs> it's like we just had one. Um, although I will say that I I liked this mystery episode more than the previous one. So yeah. you know, take that for it what it's worth. It was funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I liked the uh, Wacko speaks Spanish at one point, which is fun. And yeah. They kind of do the, it kind of reminded me of Buzz Lightyear a little bit, changing yeah. the language and stuff. Yeah. But, um, and the ant looking over his shoulder every time they have to sneak around was a little fun too. Just the sneak, yeah. sneak, sneak, sneak. But yeah. I don't know. I wanted to say those. But yeah, that's all I have to say. About that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our Pinky the Brain segment then. And the Pinky the Brain segment's called Mouse Churian Candidate. And the Mouse Churian Candidate. Which is, by the way, uh, it's, it's a cultural reference to Manchurian Candidate. By the that way, that was the only note in the wiki again. So, yes. <laughs> um, it's a story by Jess Latcher, Lacker and Andrew Barbeau, and the teleplay was by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk, and it was directed by Katie Rice and Kelly. Why don't you tell us what happens here in the Manchurian Candidate? Alrighty. Well, Brain has a new idea to take over the world, and he he wants to be president, so you know he can be in charge. But he thinks that he needs a first lady, so he creates one, and it's uh, he starts throwing in things like um, 
Jackie O's pearls and Hillary Clinton's pantsuit and um, Barbara Bush's memoir written from her dog's perspective, which wasn't the dog named Millie. I remember. I think that sounds, that sounds right. So (laughs) that shows you where my priorities are. I remember the names of the animals. There were Socks the cat after that. Yeah. And then I don't, I think Bo was the dog and with Obama. Yeah. And And Major, there's, was it Champ and Major or the the two major coming in? Yeah, zero with Trump's presidency. Yeah. <laughs> not even, not even a, maybe a, not a goldfish even an ant farm or goldfish <laughs> or sea monkeys or anything. Yeah, yeah. But you I, have to try naming sea monkeys. Oh, it's, it's... <laughs> despite my obvious brilliance, there's one thing I've overlooked: my first lady, Nancy Reagan's pearls, Hillary Clinton's pantsuit, Jackie O's hat. <gasps> Are we doing a spell? Are we witches now? Be quiet, Pinky, and hand me the final ingredient. Barbara Bush's memoir, written from her dog's perspective. So he's throwing in all this stuff, and um, Wham Bam uh, has altered uh, this this mouse, and now she is intelligent. And, uh, you know, she agrees to be his wife, but she wants her own bank account, and... Um, you know, she's already told her parents that they're going to their, their place for Thanksgiving and, and a brain's like, yeah, maybe a little too much Hillary. So, um, she's a, a very much a woman of her own mind, apparently. And, um, so he, he's going to, to use her to try to win over people. And, but first he's got to become uh, a Senator and there's a special election and they go and well, and, and then he's also doing like, um, PR things, but she, she's tending to outshine him. You know, she, she can kiss the babies and uh, make them smile. And, you know, brain doesn't like kids and, you know, she's, she's posing for all the photo ops and and everything. So when they have the um, election, she actually wins. They've, they've written in her name. This is it, Pinky. In just a few moments, I'll be announced Senator. Well, folks, with all districts reporting, the winner is Julia Brain. <laughs> what? How is this possible? Julia! Julia! Julia received 97% of all votes cast as a write-in. In second place, another write-in for Up Dog. What's Up Dog? And at first, Brain's, he's okay with that. He, you know, he's he's got to change his plan a little bit, but he, he's written a speech for her. And, um, you know, as long as she, she follows his lead, everything's going to go. Okay. And she, he hands her a speech and, um, she goes off on her own. And because he's talking about like weapons and destruction and, uh, killing children basically. And, uh, she, she's not cool with that. So she rips up the speech and, and says, you know, she's going to do her own thing. And then he had implanted a mind control chip in her and starts to activate it. And, you know, says, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And when she's at the, the debate for the presidential election, he keeps zapping her and, she is completely losing control. She she can't even form a coherent sentence. She's trying to keep her personality and override what he's doing. And she ends up looking like something from Secret and Nim or something. It's like this yeah. scary mouse. One of the and, rats uh, or something. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Their teeth are sharp. And- yes, yeah, it's, it's creepy. Who cares what you think? You well-informed voter whose opinions are gladier than a quackalack. Things are getting out of hand. Time to regain control. But isn't the real tyrant high fructose corn syrup? That's why my platform is to... Eat the children! (laughs) She ends up finally just just running away and fleeing. And Pinky wonders what's happened to her. And 
brain thinks that, you know, when the chip caught fire, it did damage to her cerebral cortex. And he doesn't sound like he cares. But then we see that she's running around in the, the woods, forest, whatever. And she looks like a normal mouse. Um, but then she goes in this little uh, hole in a tree and she's got her own little mission control center there. And she's got a, a direct uh, video link to the lab and she's watching what Pinky and the Brain are doing. So now she's, she's off on her own and she's still super intelligent. And uh, something to maybe look out for in future episodes. I don't know. I think that is a she's got to be in season two. Like, yeah, she's got to be coming back. Right. Right. Anyway. Well, uh, very interesting episode. I can't wait to get into our discussion about this particular part in just a few moments. But let's go over the cultural references, at least to some of them that I could note real quick when I was watching it. Um, So they talk about tasting the Rockies. At one point, um, that is, I believe, a reference to the Coors beer, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, yeah, they they talked about uh, Svengali. Uh, he, he talks about Rasputin and Dick Cheney, who are kind of behind the scenes of leaders, kind of telling them uh, what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Rasputin with the czar and then Dick Cheney with uh, George W. Bush. And he also he's over that other Svengali man whose name I don't. Who yeah, who was I didn't know who that was. About. And I was like. Okay, so uh, what? <laughs> that one was confusing because I thought, like, in order for me to laugh or get this joke, I need to have at least some idea who you're talking about. And I didn't. I didn't understand. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was funny because the guy's name was Svengali. So when he said that Svengali guy that I can't remember his name, I thought he was referring to his name was Svengali. Svengali. Oh. Yeah, it, it was just perhaps it. It was. It was just. I, that's how I interpreted it. Yeah, I think that's a good interpretation. It was. It was still kind of a joke that made me kind of scratch my head though at the same time. Um, anyway, there was a, a line right there that Julia says that's uh, kind of like put a mouse in the White House. I think it's about time we put a mouse in the White House. Very similar to the song that came out on Kids WB around the 1996 election, which was put the right mouse into the White House. Oh, and they had like kind of a promotional campaign with, uh, with the brain, and there was great uh, bumper stickers. And ooh, ooh, I Googled Bengali. Okay, yes. Okay, what does it say? so... A Svengali is a person who controls another's mind or has ability to control others. And then, but there was also a um, 1891 Gothic horror novel. And in it, a character named Svengali is a hypnotist who transforms the title character into a famous singer. So there you go. That's where the, the origin is from a fictional book, I guess. So there you go. Okay. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> well, it's, it's still, it makes me just go, okay. I don't yeah, this Bengali chap, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> uh, like. Because <laughs> I was like, you're not talking about the current administration. Like, I, at first I thought, are they talking about the Trump administration? But I don't think anybody thinks that Mike Pence is a Svengali to Donald Trump. So that didn't make any Maybe sense. Maybe there's some me. other Svengali chap we don't know oh, about. We're talking about the deep state. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's go. At, oh, so there's a little, some little cool things in this. Like, I really liked how Julia's um, tail is kind of has a little heart shape to it. She even talks about like speaking from the heart and not from the brain, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, she's talking about the brain right there. But um, that was kind of She seems cool. so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very likable. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of fidget spinners in this episode. Which a couple of years ago, yeah, they were they were pretty popular. Now, and I couldn't get them out of my kids' hands at the school. But today, I don't think fidget spinners are that popular. But there are a lot of yeah. this episode. I wonder uh, if there was a ref- like they didn't really talk I didn't about really the fidget understand. spinners. I didn't understand why they had the fidget spinners so much in this one. Yeah, I wonder if there was a, a deleted line or something at some point where they're like, "Oh, we'll give out fidget spinners." Yeah, for- or maybe it's the other candidate who was popping. Popping out hats for everybody that she also had fidget spinners for people. No, because exactly the sure. fidget spinners were from Julia and Brain. Oh. Like they were walking through a factory of fidget spinners before that. Like, yeah. So maybe, oh, may, what it might be is that her speech might be given at a fidget spinner factory. Okay. That might be the whole joke. <laughs> okay. Again, yeah. another scratch my head moment. Like, why are they like, doing this? They didn't really explain it 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, Ra- there's a Rachel Maddow uh, caricature called Raquel Mad Cow. Mm-hmm. And she's a host of news on MSNBC. News slash commentary, we'll call her. Anyway, so that was pretty much for, for cultural references, unless you guys found anything else that I didn't mention. Anything else? Nah. That's it. That's it. Okay, well, <laughs> what were some things in this that, that you uh, – oh, I should we should mention one other kind of cool little fact that uh, Steve and Julie Bernstein had mentioned when they were on our show a few weeks ago. And that was that Julia's theme – what did they say about her theme? That it's like kind if of you- like – Play it side by side or backwards with uh, or backwards. It's some some like well, if you play it next to the brains theme song, like it's an inverse of his song. Yes, so and it's so, kind of like they yeah they tie together. So if the brain is do 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 do, I'm assuming that's it's Pinky and the Brain, even though that right, I think that's well, I, I mean it's not theme. necessarily his theme, but I mean like it's a it's his song whenever he comes on, right? The, I don't if know he's if, do, if he's walking around or doing stuff. You usually hear yeah. So there's a couple parts where Julia that you can hear that theme. So I'll at least play a little bit of it right here, so we can kind of hear that, and maybe somebody. Who's if somebody's really musically inclined and you can kind of figure out how it matches up or whatever, uh, I'd love to hear the how it you know matches up with the brains theme. Hello, world! It's an honor to be here. Wonderful, J thirty seven. From the moment I set eyes on you twenty minutes ago, I wanted to edit your DNA against your will and ask you one question. Will you be my first lady? Yay! So she has a theme that, you know, she's a new character. So we wrote a theme. And what are you? But it's in counterpoint with the Pinky and the Brains theme. It works. in. so if you play it with with the Brains theme, if you play them at the same time, they work together. We did that intentionally because they they, they they do go. Exactly. They go up against each other. So that when they are played together, you have that effect. And it's it's a Mozartian, Wagnerian kind of thing. They used to do the same kind of thing. And uh, I know that at the beginning, we harmonized Julia's theme in a kind of very sweet, innocent, happy kind of way. And then as she developed the sto- in, in the story. She became minor. She became, the, became minor and matched the pinky in the brain. Huh? Yeah, as opposed to major. Listen, and that's one for us. I, you know, I I'm hope we're, we hope that subliminally it, it may be effective. I think, so. Yeah, I think so. Uh So, what did you guys think about this? Uh, there's a. I have. We have some listener commentary that I'll get to in just a few moments. But I want to know what you guys thought about this one because this was when we initially watched the these uh, episodes. Uh, for the media release, this was one of the episodes, and this is one of that. Without spoiling anything, I was going, "Wow, this didn't. This was really dark. This is dark, yeah." <laughs> and the brain didn't. This wasn't fun for me. I never thought I'd see an episode of Pinky the Brain that I liked and hated so much because of the scene with Julia. Um, and brain just was a villain, villain to me, in my opinion. That he was just too. He was just mean and. I didn't like him at well, all. Well, he even tells her he wants to wanted to edit her DNA against her will. Yeah, that's and his first introduction, which was like, okay, like, I mean, yeah, as a mouse, you don't really have a will, I guess. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it, it is weird, like, doing this, so, starting off with really experimentation a on her and doing something like Dr. Moreau. You know what happened to Dr. Moreau? He did all that experimentation on the thing, and he gets killed by all the people who's doing experiments on making him half human, half animal. Well, and Frankenstein's monster kills everybody, you know. Yeah. So he doesn't actually really kill Frankenstein. He kind of dies of his own grief, I guess. But I mean, he, he enacted vigilance on everybody. So it's, it's not a good thing to experiment on people. Yeah. So all of a sudden the brain is more of a bad scientist character and, and more of a villain than he's been in a lot of episodes. But the one, the part right there with Julia, really being electrocuted and shocked and just in agony and pain and and they're animating her face and her hair goes on fire i wasn't i, I didn't like that part i don't know what do you guys think about it uh i didn't find it funny uh <laughs> like watching this i'm just like like i 
I don't know. Even today, I was like, here, I'll try to like laugh at this. And I'm just like, this isn't funny. You know me, I'm pretty twisted, but it, it was difficult to watch, really. And I know it's just a cartoon, but, you know, she was such a nice, likable character. And um, she's literally getting tortured. And the brain is a, even though he's a guy who wants to take over the world, he's a likable character. Yeah. He like, should be. His his speech that he had written for Julia, I thought was way too dark with with the kids building bombs because their tiny hands are perfect for I'm just like that that reminded me of Schindler's list. I don't yeah. know if y'all when yeah. they but he's trying to convince the Germans that he needs the, the children because the their hands, hands are so small that they can clean I was it I think clean out some of but the he was, that equipment was good. or something. He was he was doing it for no, good. No, that that was <laughs> But it it brought to mind Schindler's List. And I'm like, I don't want to be thinking about Schindler's List watching a cartoon. We're going to teach children. Wait, wait what? Their tiny hands are the perfect size for intricate weaponry. Their t- t- tiny hands are perfect. Come on, come on, say it. Perfect. For, for building a better tomorrow. So it wasn't, I mean, we've talked, I think it was on... Dragon Con, where Maurice LaMarche had talked about how there were certain things that happened in the reboot that he disagreed with the the, the way that they were writing the character. And I, I got to think this has got to be one of the, those moments where the brain who he knows, I mean, he's been doing this character for over 20, 30, almost 30 years now. Mm-hmm. He knows this character uh, more than a lot of people on Earth do. And for them to be writing him like a Stewie Griffin kind of character who, well, used to <laughs> in the early seasons of Family Guy. Yeah, Stewie to, wasn't even that bad to, at the end now. He's just yeah, like. Well, Stewie wanted to take over the world like in every episode of the first or second season. And it was, yeah. to me, I always thought, look, are they just copying Pinky in the Brain? Well, now it's come <laughs> back full circle. And now his brain's doing Stewie things where he's trying to bomb places and and stuff like that and take over the world through force sometimes and violence, which is – and violence like this. It reminded me – this little segment reminded me a little bit of Jessica Jones where it's like you have this character, David Tennant's character in Jessica Jones uh, is the absolute villain, horrible, horrible character um, who took who took advantage of Jessica Jones – and hypnotized her to do or influenced her to do whatever he wanted her to do. Like horrible things. Yeah. And to see that kind of duplicated or at least me thinking about that in a cartoon. Not funny. Not funny. Not cool. Well, I mean, of course, in the Manchur- Manchurian Candidate, it's all about the Shin who's been controlled that doesn't know he's been mind controlled to assassinate someone, right? That's like yeah. I've seen it once. If you uh, say the if you say so, a word, obviously, right? Isn't yeah. it the thing like if you, the Manchurian Candidate, if a word is said, then the Manchurian Candidate goes into he's, attack mode. He's an incel, and he activates, and yeah. So, like, just based on the the title, you know, there's going to be some mind control or something like that. But still, it's just like it was not fun to watch. Yeah. Well, I would have preferred if it was a parody more of like a house of cards or something. They could have done mouse of cards, mouse of cards. Go. Boom. Done. Ah. Maybe that's the next, maybe that's the one for when she comes back. But yeah, then they'll have to get back together and things like that. But that'd be a more interesting thing. Like seeing the brain as a house of cards kind of character would be really fun. I would like to see it flipped where she is. She does become like, he has to listen to her and him kind of like not being and being uncomfortable with that. And, uh, you know, stuff instead, he doesn't go for it at all. And in fact, punishes her. uh, Yeah. With like for speaking, for being different. And I would like that. I don't know. Brain is supposed to be funny to me. Yeah. And even though he's even though he's trying to take over the world, he's supposed to be funny. I did I thought things that Pinky did was funny. Yeah, I, I thought the the picking up the coffee was funny. Like the uh I went to go and they kept saying Pinky for Pinky and I'm like, no, it's for Julia and Yeah. I mean at the end he's putting salt in Brain's yeah. coffee. When it's Brain's like, like if like you like want to do something right, do it yourself. Make me some coffee. And then yeah. of course it's done wrong. Yeah. Uh <laughs> but yeah, the brain is just not He's not supposed to be like this. And I got to bring up something here that was brought up in our Discord group. And, of course, if you'd like to join our RetroZap Discord group and talk about Animaniacs, you can go to Discord 
www.animaniacast.com and join the conversation over there. And this, uh, Mark said it would be okay for me to talk about it, what he brought up a, a few, uh, about a month ago, uh, in our Discord. And I remembered it because it was good points. So Mark Aaron, aka That's Art Folks on Twitter says, I just want to say episode eight with Pinky in the Brain is absolutely awful to me. Brain is straight up torturing Julia. It's not cute. It's not funny. And Brain is an absolute villain in this episode. The way they portray Julia's suffering is over the top horrifying. It honestly diminishes Brain as a character to me. I honestly have a hard time watching it. And that he, he's found it upsetting and kind of confusing with uh, people's reactions to this episode because a lot of people talk about Julia and how much they love Julia. And I see a lot of fan art for Julia and how much they like it, like her character, which I agree, but they kind of overlook uh, the, the full up, the full cartoon, I think, um, which is, I think disappointing for me. Cause it's like, that's not anyway. Um, there was a general discussion about how the brain, uh, you know, has done some villainous or weird things in the in before yeah, in the past. Yeah, <laughs> and Drew, who's who's uh, one of our, our commenters right there, he's fantastic. He's actually one of the folks who does wiki editing, and he listed off a ton of things that brain has done in the past that could be considered. Uh, villainous, at least in his mind. And he kind of listed these off real quick. So he tried flinging billions of Earth sentient life into the cold, empty void of space <laughs> while he duct tapes himself and Pinky to be safe and jockey for position. He joined in on a cigarette company's plan to manipulate children into smoking, but he stopped himself uh, and inherit the wheeze. He evicted all of Pittsburgh just so he could steal their steel, steel mills and where the mousalopes roam. He tried freezing the world's leaders and where rodents dare. He expressed um, a desire to reduce the public into slaves, the pinky candidate. He showed no concerns about his students' well-being when two of them were in a fight outright saying, who cares, and dangerous brains. He tried attacking the public with giant vegetable monsters to forcefully take control and brain acres. He regularly employs hypnosis to manipulate the public. He tried flooding the entire world beneath the 39th floor, leaving thousands to drown in something called the, in the episode called the fly. And uh, he says brains always had good and bad traits, but nothing too deep like mouse cheering candidate. But this shows his bad side too. And uh, Mark uh, went on to say he's incompetent. Uh, that's the point. He never succeeds. In doing what he wants, but he's in, insane. He's in, no genius. Yeah, in this episode, he is straight <laughs> up torturing somebody. Well, and, and his plans are usually absurd to yeah. the point of ridiculousness, and so they're funny in their own right. I mean, um, just just because they're so off the wall. But yeah, this is this is a little darker. Than yeah. That. Well, yeah. yeah. Like I'm thinking that one where uh, the, the flinging everyone to the space. His plan was to stop the rotation. Which he thought then they would turn off the gravity and like that doesn't even work. You're yeah, like, yeah, it's a lot different. <laughs> I mean, and that's exactly one of the other points that Mark points, uh, you know, put in the in the chat as well. That it's not the same as giant vegetables taking over the earth. It's this is straight up torture, and this is like something you could. It somehow felt more real, I suppose, because you could see, I could see like. We know what you know. It looks like when people get electrocuted and are, and are in agony, and to see it done like this, um, I don't know. I it just I'm just I'm actually surprised that more people aren't outraged <laughs> by it <laughs> than than uh, than than I was and Mark was because um, I just didn't think it was in character for brain, and I just I certainly didn't feel it was the you have a strong here we have the first strong really female character mouse that I can remember off the top of my head for pinky in the brain. And the brain is just masochistic towards her. Like it's horrible. So I did not like that. And I felt bad. Like, should I not like the brain anymore? Should I, <laughs> should I not like his schemes? Is this, is this what we're trying to say that he's just a horrible being? Uh, not cool. Mm. Well, uh, if, the, if we're all on done, that happy note, on that happy note. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, let's go ahead and get to our last uh, quick segment here, and this is Starbucks and Cindy. And so Starbucks and Cindy was written by Jess Latcher or Lacker and it was directed by Katie Rice. And in this, well, have you ever seen a little cartoon called Pinky and the Brain? Uh, or I should say Pinky Elmira and the Brain? <laughs> well, it's kind of the same as this. At least that's what I thought initially seeing it. Uh, this time it's an alien who wants to take over the world and is kind of, well, he lands or kind of ends up in the custody of a little girl named Cindy, who is a five-year-old, and she will not let Starbucks get outside to press the button that lets all the other aliens who are ready to attack Earth know to, you know, because she, she keeps grabbing him and putting dresses on him and treating him like a little toy, and uh, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I, I made it go into the the very specific things that she does, but she just keeps catching him and tormenting him, and uh, that's the joke. Do you want a cookie? Cookies are sweet. Cookies are so sugary. I want to tell you something. I love you. And the aliens are still out there waiting for him to press that button. Uh. Yeah, this is uh, this is a segment uh, with new characters. Uh, <laughs> what did you guys think about it? Um, it definitely reminded me of <laughs> Pinky and Elmira and the Brain. Why would they uh, do Pinky and the Mo- Elmira and the Brain? I guess because it's not Pinky and the Brain, but it seems like that's always the one. Like with fans, they always like bad now. Like, oh, that one. Ugh. Yeah, and, I know. We were all alluding to this when we were talking about. The new like similar to another segment, but we never. I don't know if we ever mentioned it to each other. <laughs> we no, but we all knew. We all knew <laughs> yeah, it was like, like Pinky Elmira in the brain. Um, reading the wiki for Cindy. Do you want to hear some things about? Yeah, her specifically. This is. I thought this was funny. I don't know who wrote this, but so Cindy's a young girl with long red hair, rosy cheeks, and a nightgown with a picture of a cat on it and a color scheme similar to Elmira Duff. Uh, she's always barefoot. Like, she's only been in one second. <laughs> Always. Uh, Cindy is much like Mindy from previous series and Elma Amira Duff from Tiny Toon Adventures. Being they're a young, both girls. Yeah, and they're playful both girl who always <laughs> smothers animals with a playful infection. She's also a tendency to talk a lot and drag on long conversations. So she's similar to Colin, uh, a.k.a. the Randy Beeman King, well, due I will to say her that, rambling way of speech and childlike talking mannerisms. I did like how apparently this was like real kid talking, though. It felt like they just recorded her yeah. talking. Which That's exactly is, what it sounded like. It's yeah. uh, the niece of the director. I put it in the show notes. Um, yeah, so I liked, I liked that. I thought uh, that Katie was Katie Rice's cute. niece. Yeah. Because I was like, there's no way this was scripted. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was so stream of consciousness. It was cute. They say there was some partial script, but it was. Oh, okay. But I'm sure it's basically like, do you want to wear a dress now, kind of thing. But yeah, exactly. Like it's just, just. Or pretend. do you want to go outside? Like ask the ask if you want to go. Yeah. So I think there's part there's lines that they wanted her to say, but most of the part they just had her talk. It's yeah. mostly improvised. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was there. I guess it wasn't. It wasn't. I wasn't offended by anything in this one. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't say that I about mean, the last one. But I, I just didn't. I thought it was cute, but I didn't necessarily think it was funny. What did you think about it, Kelly? I I haven't made up my mind. I, I kind of like the theme song. It's different, quirky. Um, I it, it did feel, you know, a little familiar. Um, you know, sort of the same kind of stuff that we've seen before. But like I said, I, I thought the stream of consciousness of, of the, the little girl's chatter was kind of different. And um, 
um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I just based on the, the one, one little segment, um, not, uh, not entirely sure one way or the other, but it, it's, it's weird. <laughs> it was, it was, it was weird. Uh, Nathan, any other things you'd like to say about this Starbucks and Cindy before we get to our water tower rating? Um, he almost pushed the button. That bird. <laughs> I pushed the button. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, that's another reference that he, they should have put in the wiki. He's like lucky duck. Cause he lets to push a button. <laughs> oh wait, that's wrong. <laughs> well, at any rate, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Well, out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of the Animaniacs reboot? Nathan, let's start with you. Ah, okay. Um, I gave last week's a two, and I think I like this one a little bit less. So I'm going to one and a half. (laughs) Wow. Why do you like this one less? um, I just, I really didn't find really any of the segments that funny <laughs> so and uh, just seeing julia get tortured really hurt that episode a lot like i think um it just made it uh, it made it hard to rewatch again and again and each time i'm watching it i'm just liking it less and less so. I, I will say i did not watch this one again and again i only watched ah. it once uh because i yeah <laughs> Probably same things. I just didn't like to see Julia get hurt like that. Uh, Kelly, what about you? Hmm. Well, I definitely liked this episode better than the one from last week, but I, I think I was pretty brutal um, for last week. I I think I'll go with two and a half um, since I, I liked it better than the previous one. And even though we had issues with Pinky and the Brain, I thought it was strongly written. Um, the jokes that, that were funny, I think landed very well. And, um, and Pinky was hysterical like always. And, um, he was very true to form. And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm still kind of on the fence about Starbucks, but I I like the theme song. It's, it's just so weird and, um, uh, very different. So, um, yeah, I guess two and a half would be good. I'll I'll give it a two and a half as well. I mean it, yeah. The pinking the brain thing it bothers me a lot, but the first Warner segment was fine. <laughs> in the and the Starbucks and Cindy is fine. Uh, I didn't necessarily think they were incredibly funny, so it's kind of just a kind of middle of the road. I I kind of want you know what? No, forget it. I'm going to because I I yeah you know, just last minute change because again whenever I think of that that Cindy that not the Cindy. Julia getting tortured. I just am not cool with it. So, yeah, you can always compare it, it and, to the and it's, first and it's, episode, Joey. You gave it two and a half, so yeah. you can say is it better or worse than that first episode? I, I, you know what? I can't do it. I can't do that with this series because I'm just <laughs> up and down. I can't compare it. I can't keep my mind straight. I literally just have to kind of go with my gut, <laughs> and I'm going to go with at- two just because it really made me feel like after watching it. Like this isn't the brain. That's not the brain. It's it's. I'm not cool with how they treated Julia, and I'm not cool with how they treated the brain. We're making me not like him in this episode, at least. You know, it hurt his character, and that wasn't cool. Not cool. So too. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get to our contact information. Nathan, where can people get in contact with you online? Hey Joey, I'm on Twitter, Django FT. That's me. All right, and Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter, Yoda Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S, or email me, Kelly, at BigShinyRobot.com. All right, and as for the Animaniacast, we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and now Patreon. You can become a patron of the Animaniacast, and you can just donate as little as a dollar a month, or you can give a little bit extra, and you can get awesome extras like, I don't know, audio commentaries from Tom Ruger, bonus audio clips of us talking about stuff, <laughs> and much, much more. It's all over at patreon.com slash Animaniacast. If you want to join the conversation about Animaniacs, head on over to discord.animaniacast.com and you can join the Discord uh, server for RetroZap. There's a lot of great areas in there. You can chat about anything pop culture and a great positive place to be. And uh, we're a proud member of the RetroZap podcast community. So join 
over there and subscribe to the RetroZap podcast feed. That way you can subs- you can get every single podcast from RetroZap, including this one, delivered straight to your device for free. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So for Nathan and Kelly, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Uh, maybe we need to go back to the beginning. It's time for Animaniacs. No, stop, stop!